Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. That uh, maniacal laugh means it's time for us to kind of get down in the trenches, talk about the craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. That's what this radio program is about. My name is Cruz, and... My name is Ian. It's so nice to have you on the show, Ian, and be doing this with you. It's our our first show, so there'll be lots of screw-ups, and that's fine, because really, it's... We can just blame it on the beer and the spirit. So noted. <laughs> so, so a lot of cool things are going to be happening on this show. And we're very excited about it, and we're very happy and excited to be on Radio Brave because this this channel is really about uh, talk shows and music and things that just are so interesting, so compelling. It's not your typical radio talk show fair. It's not so dry, and so we're not going to be dry at all. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we'll be sampling uh, spirits. We'll be sampling sampling beers, we'll be talking about cigars, and on certain shows, uh, be able to sample cigars. Uh, I guess, unfortunately, Ian, we can't really smoke in the studio because other shows have to come in and, and do their show. They'll definitely well, get so. upset with yeah, us. So, uh, Plus, then the mics start smelling funny. Yeah, yeah. But we will be doing uh, some shows on location in uh, places where we'll be able to sample cigars live on the show. In the meantime, we'll be able to talk about, review. I kind of hate the word review. I don't feel like I should be allowed to review a cigar. But I can sure tell you if I liked it or not. And I, I agree with and, that. It's it's more about I don't feel necessarily qualified for it, but I know if I do like a cigar and how much I like a cigar and you know it's interesting when you uh, take a look at cigars like on on the internet, you know, you've got your sort of stalwart, uh, you know, the publication Cigar Aficionado magazine and Smoke magazine and some of the others. But then when you really start like getting down into it, some of the most fun things to see are the sites that are just put up by like different fans and different people that uh, you know, they they post a little review about what they smoked and and it's it it seems I'm not accusing the magazines of anything, and I, I like those magazines. I read those magazines, but the the stuff put up by fans just seems so like so honest. You know what I mean? Like it's like they'll really tell you whether they liked it or not. They don't need to sell any ads to the uh, you know to the cigar companies that they're reviewing. You true, know things true. like that. So it seems like maybe it's seems like maybe it's a little bit more um, um, I don't know genuine. Uh, Almost a little more honest. They don't have to worry about offending uh, a sponsor. Sure, exactly. So that's what we'll be going for here. Uh, Not that we don't ever want to have a sponsor just just simply that we want to like uh, create a sort of an honest vibe so so let us tell you a little bit about who we are and why we're here and what our background is both uh, both as it involves spirits and beer and cigars and then just you know life in general ian barry tell us about you uh i'm a musician i've been playing around in bands in houston for uh, many years now since the 90s even if i can date myself that way um, uh, bands that I've been in, Rosebud, uh, The Buddha Crush, Dr. Jeff and the Painkillers. Right now I'm in a band called The Blackout Vipers. We'll be going in to record uh, an EP real soon just so we have something to market ourselves with. Um, also, I've been teaching guitar and bass for uh, many years, and I also do repair um, at a shop called Rock and Robin at the moment. And, uh, and I build guitars when I'm not doing any of those things. Now, I've told people before that you can build a guitar out of some balsa wood and uh, a piece of chewing gum. Is that... Yeah, but you really get the you really get the heart and soul in it when you use a duct tape and a rubber duct. Okay, there you go. So he is the MacGyver of guitars. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And so. you got to have a little bubble gum to hold it all together. So, uh, so tell me when you first got into 
the cigar thing? Were you a, a have you been a smoker for a, a while, or is it a more recent development with you? What what got you into smoking uh, fine cigars? I quit smoking cigarettes in two thousand four, and um, and then it was about two years after that when I was hanging out with some friends, and he said, "Hey, I've got a cigar." Are you interested? And I said, sure. And we I've always loved craft beers, always mm-hmm. loved better beers. And when you're a musician and you're in bars and clubs all night, you get to taste a lot of beers <laughs> and spirits and those kind yeah. of things. So I guess my love from that came from way back when. Um, but anyway, I really sat down and just enjoyed the whole experience. I mean, he showed me how you light a cigar, you know, clip the end or, you know, use a punch, how you light a cigar. And we just sat there and had the best sit down. I have nothing better to do until this cigar is over time. Mm-hmm. And I love that about it. Like, there's a certain time commitment when you light a cigar. And for the amount of time on that cigar, I personally have nothing else to do but enjoy that's awesome. it yeah that really is and that to me that's that's what cigars represent more than anything else in and it's why they're a good life kind of item is because when you light that up you really are making a commitment to just commit to that to that moment uh, to maybe be in with friends and having great conversations or maybe it's alone time and you're contemplating the mysteries of the universe or or whatever but it's not it not generally i mean sure you could have a cigar on the golf course or whatever but generally speaking cigars unlike cigarettes and other things are really more about chilling out and and just kind of finding that time to I don't know. I don't want to get too spiritual with it, but the time to just kind of resonate with who you are and what you're all about. And it's, you know, super fun. Like you said, having a conversation with with friends and how that first experience is sort of what fixed it in your mind. Yeah, yeah. You get a little mother duck uh, like that, you know, Mm -hmm. where that first experience is what you're always looking for. And I I really enjoy that uh, about the cigar. Plus, no one just goes and, you know, jams in a cigar on their break and then rushes off to lunch or something like that. I mean, you really have to stop. Take your time and enjoy it. And enjoy. That's right. Well, my name is Cruz. I'm a radio and broadcasting veteran, although I did uh, play in one, you know, horribly failed band when I was really super young. Uh, let's just put it this way. We had about two gigs. That's about as long as it lasted. But, uh, but no, I, you know, I, I, I don't really think of myself as a musician, although I have so many friends that are musicians and, and really enjoy being a part of the music scene. Most of my career has been in radio. And I will confess to you that I got into cigars. I wish this were like a cooler thing to tell you, but I got into cigars during the cigar boom during the late 90s when it became trendy and fashionable. Not that I was ever trendy or fashionable, but it just became much more of a thing to uh, to smoke cigars. And I uh, remember the first cigar I had was a Romeo and Julieta a Dominican, and I was like, well, this is way better. I, I like you, quit smoking uh, you know years ago uh, cigarettes. And I was like, this is Way better than cigarettes were. Yeah, and you know, I remember that first cigar too. It was a um, short story by uh, Fuente. Oh, uh, yes, yes, a Fuente short story. Uh, yeah, and that's smoke. and yeah, and to this day, that's a great like get your foot in the door. It's a it's a good size and it's such a beautiful mild but full smoke. Well, I uh, I I remember my first cigar and I remember 
enjoying the whole concept of what we were talking about, you know, sharing time with friends or, or you know, spending alone time with the cigar, just, just using it for such a, oh, everything's so crazy and so busy. But when I do this, I really do relax. And that's, that's the thing I remember loving about it. And so that stayed with me totally after the boom came and went. And most of the people that I knew that smoked cigars at that time, you know, just totally, you know, quit and, and stopped doing it. Uh, just they moved on to whatever the next fad was. Uh, but I was like, I enjoy this. Like, this is something that I'm going to stay with. And so, like so many people do when they get into something, you know, I tried to learn about it, read about it, try to understand what made, you know, different flavors and tastes and what wrappers and binders and filler were all about and all of that kind of stuff. I don't consider myself an expert in any way, but I do like to read and, you know, get more information. So uh, one of the things that we're hoping to do on the show, by the way, is to give people an opportunity to look deeper into anything we talk about. So if we talk about a particular cigar or a beer or a craft spirit or something that we're tasting or trying, we are going to be putting up on the website, which we haven't launched yet. We have the URL, but we haven't launched it yet. Uh, but we will be putting up on the website an opportunity for people to go, and here's what we talked about in this show. And you can click on that cigar and find out more information about it or or whatever. That so, way you're not wandering around going, what, that's right. what cigar was he talking about that he right. said tasted like Well, this? exactly, because you might hear this, you know, you might be in the car, you might be jogging, you might be, you know, doing, uh, you might be having a cigar and don't feel like going to the computer right now. Right, uh, right. But but if you want to go, that sounded interesting, I want to find out more, you'll be able to do that by, uh, by going and checking it out at the website. So we'll give you all of that information. We're just getting started. My name is Cruz. This is Ian. Uh, the show is called Sip, Smoke, and savor. It's craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. And uh, when we come back, by the way, I'll uh, find out if you smoked anything interesting this week. Plus, there's big news in the craft beer industry this week. We'll talk about that with brews in the news. All coming up at Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. Looking forward to it. Walking on the beach in a Sip, Smoke, and Savor, the program about craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. My name is Cruz, my partner, Ian Barry, uh, and thank you guys for finding us, for listening to us on Radio Brave for our inaugural show, the uh, amazing sounds of Carlos Santana on guitar. Uh, it, would he be one of your top five? You're a guitar player, Ian, so uh, yeah, would he be one of your top five, or would he maybe he be top would ten? definitely or? be up there, definitely in yeah. the top probably in the top five i am going to put you on the spot at some point during some show maybe today maybe I'm gonna go, okay top five all time okay oh, yeah, well it's okay you can do I, it, right? I have opinions okay. i have lots of those <laughs> you know what they say about opinions <laughs> <Yeah>. right <laughs> well welcome back to the show we were in the first segment we were talking about kind of who we were and what the show was about and it's really just going to be about talking about sampling i hate the word reviewing but at least telling you what we think about uh, craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. So we do want to put the word out, by the way, that uh, uh, if anyone who's listening to the show, if you're involved with a craft brewery or a craft distillery, or uh, you're involved with a cigar shop or 
So, I mean, we'd love to talk to you on the show. We'd love to Absolutely. have you on. Uh, we only we only have two rules. You have to be, um, you know, able to speak and answer questions, and you have to bring samples. Other than that, samples. it's a uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty wide open. So, uh, so we were talking about each other uh, about each other and how we kind of got into the cigar thing. And I was uh, I wanted to mention too how I sort of made the I guess transition from you know sort of so called normal or regular. Uh, beer, macro brew, uh, macro brew to um, to micro brews. I'd sampled enough uh, a number of micro brews when I lived in Houston in the late '90s and and had enjoyed them, but I was still probably you know still probably just as likely to pick up you know one of the macros as as something else. But you know I'd enjoyed you know Shiner and St. Arnold, some of the brews that were around at that time. There's a lot more now. Uh, but I moved to Boston, Massachusetts, in the late '90s, and in Boston, you know, kind of like how every uh, every bar in the um, in the the Houston or Texas area that was even remotely, you know, targeted to younger people had Shiner Bach on tap back in the '90s. In Boston, they had Harpoon IPA. And it was the first IPA I'd ever like really seriously tried. And I just remember thinking, this is, yeah, I get it. It's good. And then I remember thinking, I think this is my favorite beer. And then I remember thinking, you know, as time went by, this is the best beer in America. <laughs> but because you know how that it just, something just kind of grows on you. And that's exactly what happened. So from there, I started, you know, expanding and, and experimenting with other with other beers and learning about, you know, craft brewing and, and what it was about. I'm not a brewing guy by any means. I've never brewed my own beer. But uh, but I appreciate knowing a little bit about the beer that I'm drinking. And, uh, and uh, you're your experience with beers goes back a ways, right? You've been in the craft back thing a ways. for a while. I, I would like to point out that uh, I actually have brewed beer a few times. Oh, that's right. I remember and, uh, that. And one of my favorite moments brewing beer was the first time I brewed beer, I had a friend of mine helping me, and I said, well, what happens if my beer turns out bad? And he put his hand on my shoulder and looked at me. He said, listen, if you brew a good beer, we're going to sit down and we're going to enjoy it and we're going to get drunk. If you brew a bad beer... We're gonna get drunk. <laughs> that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, it, clear, it cleared up a lot of things on that level. Or we could use it to cook brats, but either way. <laughs> but it works. You you'll find a usage for right. It, right. So when I was when I was young, I lived out in the country. I lived out in Liberty, Texas, and there was not a lot of good beer to be had out there. You couldn't even find a Sam Adams out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody drank Miller Genuine or. Um, or uh, uh, Bud Light or mm-hmm. Miller Light, and it was all sure. just that's what was available. There was one store in the town next door that had Shiner Bach, and mm-hmm. we used to go over there and just buy them out all the time <laughs> because that was the best beer that we could find. Uh-huh. And it wasn't until I until I moved from there into Houston and started getting out and playing in bands and things like that and hitting different bars. And Shiner was always my go to because every bar had it, and it right? Was good on tap, and it was a wonderful beer. And then um, we used to play one of my favorite times. We used to play a place in Galveston. It's no longer there. It was called the I think it was called the Galveston Brewery. And um, every time we'd show up to play, we'd show up a few hours early, and uh, the brewmeister would be in there doing stuff. He'd always come out and chat with us, you know, because we were the band for the night, and he'd always have some samples for us. Uh, nice. And one of them, I think he called it. 
his crimson red something or another. I can't remember. You could smell the hops. And I didn't know that's what I was smelling at the time, but he'd set it on the table and I could smell it from two feet away. And I was mm. like, that smells amazing. And uh, and that led to uh, uh, quite a few uh, stumbling shows, but <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was it was so much fun because like I got to try some different beers, and then that just led to now I just wanted to try every other flavor every of beer. Like, there's so yeah. many different beers, and it was a great time because the craft brewery uh, explosion was happening, you mm-hmm. know. And there's just more and more now. There's so many beers out there, uh, even. You know, having been into craft brews for many years now, I walk into uh, places um, and I'm just dumbfounded. I stand there and look, and it makes me grin a little bit, and I don't know what all to buy. <laughs> I know it, and you know that's actually one of the things that I'm hoping that we can do with this show is because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. You walk into Specs or wherever you shop, you walk in, you go to the beer aisle, you're looking around, you're like, "Oh my God, I'd love to try this and that," and that, but the, but what if I buy that? You know, some of these are some of these are like eleven, twelve bucks for a six pack or a four pack, or it's you know it's it's fifteen bucks for one you know seven hundred and fifty milliliter bottle. It's like what if I put the cash down and I go home and I go oh, oh bummer, yeah. you know uh, that doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Well, that makes you know? me that makes me so happy. There's places I don't know if you've ever been to the D and Q Mart on Richmond. I love that place. That yeah. place is great, and that guy uh, he's so good about it. Sometimes if you're like I'm not sure, he's like, well, just buy one. I'll break the six pack. <laughs> and and you and he has a whole uh, line of coolers that are all just individual beers, and you can make your own six pack or just buy them individually, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is really nice because you can. Just put a variety six pack together. I want to try one of these. I want to try one and, of these. And there are a lot of places that will let you do that too. Yeah. I, I I like that concept too. Yeah, you don't feel quite so bad if you go. Well, this bottle wasn't great, but oh, that one's going to be good. You know, right, so, right. You're yeah. not you're not into six of them that have you know. Yeah, but <laughs> but with all that said, I thought at least if we can sample some things talk about some things like just tell people hey we liked it or we didn't like it but here's what we here's what we tasted and here's what you might like or or might not that can help somebody who's standing in the aisle trying to figure out you know what do I want to try next? Right, right. We can you curse know? them with uh, our own nonpartisan opinion. In fact, and I, and I was thinking we, were, we would talk more about cigars in this segment, but since we're on to craft beer, uh, let's talk about what you brought, because you brought us something uh, something that I have, I have to admit I've already been sampling, and it's tasty. <laughs> uh, what is this? Uh, what are we drinking here today? This is a stone. I think it's pronounced... Patascala Red X IPA. Red X IPA. Red X IPA. Do you know what the Red X means? Is that just part of a name well, or is a, it a designation of a thing? It's a Red IPA. I don't know what the X is for. Maybe just for the extra amount of hops because it's, yeah, maybe. it even says a massively dry hopped deep crimson IPA. And I have to say the color is gorgeous on it. I will say, though, for something that's massively hopped, there are so many IPAs, and I do love IPAs. There's so many of them that are trying to... Like almost like beat you over the head with how much hops they have. It, this doesn't this doesn't feel that way to me. It takes I think it takes a level of skill with the brewer because sometimes when they do so much hops, I just feel like I just bit into a pine cone. Mm-hmm, exactly. And um and like this particular IPA is so massively hoppy, but it's so dry, and all the hops is on the front end of it. Like you taste it instead and, of it being super and the bitter on the back. Is yeah. So clean and so mm-hmm. uh so fresh that you don't feel like. You know, you have a bitter aftertaste stuck in your mouth. It's very dry, though. It does leave a dryness on your tongue, which, it's pat- which I like. Patascala? Is that right? P-A-T-A. 
S-K-A-L-A. This is why we're going to be posting these on the website so people don't have to like uh, write the stuff down. But And if I'm uh, pronouncing that wrong, yeah. send us an email. Yeah, please do. Oh, in fact, we could talk about that. Sip, smoke, and savor at gmail.com is the way to reach the show. So it's all one word, sip, smoke, A-N-D, and then savor. So sip, smoke, and savor at gmail.com. So that's the way to find us and, and send us you know an email and say, idiots you're not pronouncing that right or, or whatever whatever it is i've always uh, i always love getting uh, getting corrected by like a hundred emails you know you moron you know so that's always fun uh but this is really good uh i think you're right the finish is what i particularly like and when i don't enjoy an ipa as much it has a tendency to be because the finish is so bitter right uh, i don't mind bitter but uh but just something about that lingering bitterness on the back yeah i don't want is, it to leave me bitter so right to speak. that's a good good way to say it yeah so so this is very good now is this do you know if this is a seasonal or if it's something that's available I, you around? know honestly i don't know i saw it in the store and i said you know what I haven't had a stone in a while, and stone, I think, does IPAs better than just about anybody. Well, they really are good, and they have a lot of IPAs, yeah, too, but, a lot of different But ones. they do it so well, you know. I was telling a story earlier about when I discovered that stone ruination, that Wow! Yeah, that's a good that was beer. pretty. That's pretty serious. So, but I'd put this up there with it. I really would. I think this is a yeah. very, very good. And I don't know that I would have thought about trying a red IPA. So it's the uh, Pataskala Red X IPA from uh, from Stone Brewing. Well, this show is called Sip, Smoke, and Savor. We are enjoying sipping a little bit of this, and uh, we'll get to some uh, cigar talk here in just a few minutes. Plus, uh, craft spirits are also a part of the show. And then one of the things we definitely want to get into um <clears throat> we have a segment coming up called uh, brews in the news or booze in the news depending on depending uh, on what it's about one. and there really is a big story um brewing pardon the pun uh about craft beer the craft beer sales are cooling off a little bit according to the people who you know chronicle such things so we'll bring you the story and then i want to get your take on it ian because uh i wonder sometimes when i see these stories it's like is this really a story? Like, is this really something that's a big deal? Or is it just, you know, in this 24-hour news cycle, everybody needs something to talk about? You Sometimes know I mean? they just want to sensationalize yeah, stuff. So, so we'll try getting to that. Uh, that is all coming up. And you are listening to Sip, Smoke, and Savor with Ian Barry and Cruz. And uh, thank you so much for listening on Radio Brave. Listening to Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. Uh, bumper music there, courtesy of uh, one of Houston's most interesting bands, and they are just lighting it up these days, the Suffers. Have you had a chance to see them live? I haven't seen them live, wow. but I've heard them. What? What a what That's a show. so much groove too. Yeah, they really do. Just got they. It's almost like they've got enough soul to just like make the whole audience soulful. Well, while, while you're there, you you feel like you're soulful in the uh, in the audience, even if you're a goofy white dude like me. Right, right. You know? Soulful so, by proxy. That's right. And also, it's it's cool watching them. You know, being from Houston, seeing them on like David Letterman and on a couple of other shows where I've seen them, and they really totally represent Houston. The drum kit. 
has got on the bass drum, it's got the diagram of the Houston freeway system. Uh, it's, right. it's what that lo- that's kind of like their logo, which is which is super cool. So love those guys. Well, this show is about uh, craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. We were uh, talking a moment ago about the uh, Stone Patascala Red X IPA, and I think we both gave it a pretty serious thumbs up. Oh, we definitely both thumbs it a lot. up. I would, yeah, I would buy that again. So yeah, I love it, love it. So we'll try uh, we'll try another one. Get uh, as as we get a little further into the show. But the show is basically about uh, craft spirits and craft beer and fine cigars and just whatever we're stumbling across. And if you guys have suggestions. Things you would like us to know about that you've tried, things you would like for us to try and tell you what we think. Uh, we're just a couple of guys, but we do have opinions, so we're happy to share them. Uh, you can always email us at sip, smoke, and savor. That's not the and sign, but the word and. Spell smoke, it all out as one word. Sip, smoke, and savor at gmail.com is the uh, best way to reach us. And we are working on a website that'll be up in you know, a week or two, so we'll be able to get you some information on that and how you can follow the show there as well. So, uh, Ian, did you smoke anything interesting this week? I did, actually. Actually, I got to smoke a cigar on my way here. I love having a sunroof in my car, by the way, or a moonroof. I I don't know what the difference really is, but the thing opens up, and it lets air out, and I can smoke a cigar on the way here. Uh, What I smoked was uh, a cigar that you gave me, actually. Oh, yeah? It was called a Blood Red Moon. I was going to say, it must have been something cheap then. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's not always true, but yeah. (laughs) You know, I have a thing for cheap cigars, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I love to have a cigar when I'm mowing the lawn, Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily want a 45th anniversary Padron, (laughs) you know, for that kind of event. But, uh, but no, I really enjoyed this. It was, uh, it was a mini Corona, it was pre clipped. It was rolled well. The, uh, the ash stayed long, even though I had to. Uh, I hate to do that. One thing I hate about smoking a cigar in my car is you have to ash it a little mm-hmm. more because mm-hmm. you otherwise know. you're ashing all over your. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, pants you look like that. Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, like that scene in the Big Lebowski where he drops a cigarette. <laughs> but um, was that a cigarette? I believe it was. Well, <laughs> I can't remember. It might have been a cigarette, but anyway, I'm pretty sure it was a joint. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so uh, I really enjoyed it on the way over here, and um, it was a nice, uh, it had a nice full flavor to it. I don't know if I'd call it a full flavored cigar. I'd probably put it in the almost dead center of medium. Like a medium, yeah. And uh, it had a, a nice full amount of smoke, like a nice big smoky kind of smoke to it, which is which is nice. I like that. I guess that's, like in beer terms, you'd call that mouthfeel almost, and that's, mm-hmm. that's what it would be. Uh, uh, like that, and I appreciate a big silky kind of smoke to the cigar, um, and uh, and I just enjoyed it. It burned well. I smoked it until it just about burnt my fingers. So. I, you know, I've discovered that that cigar totally by accident, and really liked it. I think it was one of those things where. I bought something online, and if you bought like uh, a box or if you bought you know a certain dollar amount, you got like a freebie right. with it. Right. And I think the freebie was a box of the uh, when I say a box, like a five box of the little blood red moons. And uh, uh, I remember throwing them in the humidor and going, "Well, that'll be good for some time when I like only have a few minutes and want to uh, smoke something." And when I did finally try them, I was like, "You know what? These are really good." And I actually found a special on them online. And bought like a lot more of them, and I took them with me on. Was actually on my honeymoon trip uh, recently. And because, congratulations! You know, it by can the be, way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, it can be really, um, 
uh, difficult to travel with a lot of cigars. You got to like figure out how you're going to pack them. These came packed in the little box, and they were right. really easy to throw. You know, a couple of boxes into the suitcase. So that's what I did, and they became almost like my go-to for you know. You just, sometimes you know you're going to have a long time. Sometimes you don't know. It's like light one of these up. That way you're not leaving half a cigar somewhere right. because you uh, didn't have time. And we honeymooned in California. It can be tough to find a place to smoke in California. So I've heard that. Yeah. So it's just like not always, you know, the place where you want to light. Okay, good. I'm going to light this $25, you know, Opus X. And, uh, and you know, then you find out about, you know, 10 puffs in that, oh, you can't smoke here. You have to leave it in the ashtray. <laughs> You're so. in a non-smoking area <laughs> right. outside. So uh, so anyway, um, I, th- I think these are great. And they are, I, I actually have a little bit of information uh, here because. I, I had wanted to talk about them at some point. I didn't know you'd smoked one on the way in, but um, uh, it is an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper. It's a Nicaraguan binder and Nicaraguan filler. So I, I really like Nicaraguan cigars. I, I like the flavor when you're doing like a medium to full. Right. I think they are uh, the Nicaraguan tobacco is probably some of the richest. I I don't like cigars that are full just for the sake of being a powerhouse, but I do love full flavor. I like it to be a little toasty, a little peppery. And I found I found that those had uh for a medium sort of uh medium in power but pretty full in flavor, I thought. It had it had enough flavor to keep it interesting, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of what I like. Like you mentioned peppery and I am not always the biggest fan of a peppery uh, finish on a cigar because sometimes it just leaves my mouth feeling a little burned almost a little you dry know? yeah and um and I think that's probably on some of the ones that are just big for the sake of being big that being said there's a cigar that I do enjoy from time to time uh when I'm feeling brave it's called a ruination and it is Big for the sake of being big. Now that's not related at all to the ruination IPA it is from not. Stone is, that we mentioned. This is a man of war, but I think the oh, philosophy gotcha, gotcha. Yep. was the same. Yeah, and they make just a huge smoking cigar, mm-hmm. and it's once in a while I go, you know what, I do want something that. It's big. time for that. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so how how is that on the on the um, the power scale i mean is that a a full-bodied full flavor uh the ruination yeah that's, yeah. that's a full it's body when you're really going for it yeah, yeah and they call it ruination there's a reason yeah. for that and it's and, and it's a good cigar though it's not it's not just that big of a cigar it mm-hmm. actually has a nice complex flavor and uh and it has a nice full uh full finish to it that doesn't just leave you you know feeling like you just burned your tongue you know now let me ask you about ring gauges because I started out liking, uh, in my earlier cigar days, liking the bigger, fatter cigars a lot. I would read that you know it was easier for the blenders to make those more complex because they could do more things with the tobacco. I've found over the last few years that the cigars I'm liking the most have a tendency to be a little bit smaller in ring gauge. Um, what about you? Do you do you like the the big ones? I or? am a fan of. Gigantic cigars. Yeah, I I found an Alec Bradley Max one time that was nine <laughs> inches long, and I brought it to my uh, brew club meeting and just smoked everybody out with. <laughs> How long did it take you to smoke that? I, uh, you know what? I actually got it down to about four inches before I it it, it kicked my butt. I actually had to give it up. <laughs> that happens. Though. But it was a it was a it was a pretty good cigar overall. But uh, and that's a little ridiculous, you know. That's something I'd take if I'm floating down the river because it will actually last that long. Mm-hmm. But um, but I like generally bigger ring gauges. I find the smaller ring gauges for certain 
uh, flavors of cigars are good. Uh, in the milder to medium ranges, mm-hmm. I like the smaller ones because the flavor is a little more intense because they do burn a little hotter. Right, right. And so a bigger cigar, a bigger ring gauge, you know, 60 uh, ring gauge and, and bigger in a... Um, I've even found one that was a seventy. Was a I've had a yeah, seventy yeah. ring gauge, uh, but I like that if you if you've got a pretty intense cigar. I like the uh, it, it mellows the flavor a little bit because it doesn't burn as hot. Right, right. So. And and uh, from what I've read, if there's more cigar, if it's bigger around, there's more cigar in the fill or or more tobacco in the filler, which allows them. To maybe blend more right. more different things in there and make it more complex, right? And and but, like on a smaller cigar, the wrapper has so much more influence. Mm-hmm. You know, just that's true because it's true. it's more percentage of the cigar at that point. You well, know? I'm I'm loving things at about the forty six, forty seven ring gauge uh, lately. That's just I don't know. Maybe it's just the kick I'm on, but that's that just seems to be kind of like the sweet spot for me. I, yeah. I think I go through phases with it, but I generally, you know, in the fifty to sixty ring gauge, that's yeah. kind of where I I yeah. really enjoy. It. Well, it's interesting. Love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Do you like the fatter cigars? Do you like the uh, the skinnier ones? And and we would also love for you guys to tell us about your favorites. We'd love to read the emails on the air. We'd love to uh, maybe try some of these cigars, and you know, really anything. Any excuse that we can come up with uh, to try something new, we're into. So it doesn't uh, take much. Not yeah, at all. email us at uh, sipsmokeandsaver at gmail dot com and let us know what your favorites are. We would we'd love to get to that uh, that type of thing, wouldn't it? That would be great. Like ultimately on the show, if all we did was like, okay, here's Fred's email. He suggests this cigar. Let's try it. You know, right, right. <laughs> I think I like big cigar uh, ring gauges too, just because there's a certain amount of pomp to it. Yeah, and, and and you know audacity, just having a cigar that big. That just <laughs> like, dude, look at that cigar. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason they call them Presidente and right, Gigante, this, right? This, this cigar yeah. must be reckoned with. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, I I have uh, smoked a few of the Blood Red Moon uh, Mini Coronas uh, uh, over the last week as well. In fact, I'm I'm almost out of the ones that I have left. So I'm gonna. That's something I think I will restock on. I don't restock on everything, you know. Sometimes I move on and try something else, but uh, these I like enough that I think I would restock them. Plus, they're just really nice to have for that you know for that moment when right. you you know need a short smoke. So you can find those online. They're made by Cult Cigars. So I'll be ordering a box. of Cultcigars.com is a place to go to uh, to find out more. All right, it's sip, smoke, and savor. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with brews in the news. Hey, I wish you were here with. Walking on the beach in a You know, when I hear Carlos Santana play guitar, I want to light a cigar immediately. It has that. It has that like <laughs> like <laughs> has that whole impression on me. You are listening to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. It is the uh, show about craft beer, craft spirits, and fine cigars. We are based in Houston, uh, Texas, uh, and Radio Brave is based in Houston as well. Uh, but we're not. Uh, limited Houston. We're heard all over the place, and so uh, we would love for you guys, wherever you are, to let us know uh, what you think about the show. Uh, join into the conversation, please. Easiest way to do that right now is by emailing us sipsmokeandsaver at gmail.com, but we will be uh, putting up the website and the Facebook page and all that uh, good nonsense. So, uh, 
Hey, Cruz, um, I brought a second beer today for us to try. Oh, I knew I liked you. I, had, I knew I liked you. I had to wait to bring this one out until a little later in the, uh, later in the, in the, show? In the yeah. show because the stone, uh, the, the stone red IPA that we tried earlier uh, is such a big beer that you have to have a chance to let it settle on your palate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm bringing out, this is a much lighter beer. This is a revolver brewing company, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. Blood okay. and Honey. And it sounds almost ominous. Um, it's a it's an American ale, but what they do is it's an unfiltered American ale, and it's finished with blood orange peel, and then local Texas honey. Oh, nice local honey! Right, and they're they're uh, they're just south of Fort Worth, I do believe. Oh, cool! Um, and I got a I got to sample them when I was up in a Fort Worth area visiting a friend, actually in Keller, Texas, which is kind of in between Fort Worth and Dallas. But I was up there visiting a friend, and he had some of this, and I just got hooked on it immediately. Mm. I was like, I got to find this in Houston, and uh, I've only found it at uh, certain Kroger stores. I haven't been able to find it anywhere else, so I kind of covet them when I find them. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's very cool. So uh, let me just uh, you you talked about the fact that you you opened with. The bigger beer, and then you went to the lighter beer. Uh, doesn't it seem like it should be the other way around? Yeah, uh, but I was excited to try the uh, <laughs> okay, gotcha. the stone. <laughs> gotcha. And and truthfully, if you let enough time pass in between, you know, you'll be able to taste. Well, it. I I wondered if maybe I was doing it wrong because I always like did it the other way. Like if I, you know, had friends over and we were trying several things, I would always try to start with what I thought was the lighter and move heavier. Which but. which which is the way you. would Generally want to do it, but again, we had some time in between, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the beginning of the show versus uh, all the way through. We're not tasting these just back to back, so I thought it'd be okay to do it this so, way. So this is the Revolver? Is Revolver the name of the Revolver brewing? Revolver Brewing. Okay. Uh, Blood and Honey. Blood and Honey. And it is. it says American Ale, and Revolver, you said, is a little south of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth area? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's in, it's in Cranberry. I actually know where that is, so believe it or not. Granbury, Texas. I was looking at the label. There, I don't know so. if I've been through there, mm, mm-hmm. but I sure like the beer. They have dinosaur tracks close to there. We we went through there when I was a kid. And my dad had to stop and look at the dinosaur tracks. Oh, that sounds fun. I'm not kidding. Uh, you know, uh, I'm one of those guys good. on a road trip. I'll just stop anywhere, whether it's a brewery yeah, or a, largest ball of string, yeah, or I, hey, look, absolutely. a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I think on that trip uh, we went to. Uh, a local brewery in Keller, and I I can't think of the name of it. But they had one of the best IPAs. It was it was so balanced and had some nice malt. I'll have to follow up and find the uh, name of that brewery mm. uh, a little later. But um, this is quite delicious, though. Now, obviously, the the honey is the thing that's a little different about this. Yeah, and you would think that it might make it a little too sweet, but it doesn't have that effect. At all, it's, I think, it just makes it interesting. I, I think, think the blood orange peel has enough astringency to mm-hmm. it that it kind of balances the sweetness of the honey, and I think it's a brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, ale. Blood orange and honey. Now, see, I used to say fruit doesn't belong in beer, like you know, because I would taste some of these like fruity uh, special brews, and I would be like, oh, I don't know, man, I just don't get it. Like, I like fruit, I like beer, but let's keep them separate. Now, I'm, I'm uh, lately, I've been trying some things that are fruit infused or whatever that i really like and this is this is definitely one of them i a lot of times shy away from beer that has advertised with fruit i'll sometimes give it a try but uh, it seems to me that sometimes it's too much Mm -hmm. you know now that being said i'll drink a creek lambic once in a while and that's very fruity Mm -hmm. um 
but that's when I want that flavor. Um, but I have found some few like this one uh, with the blood orange in it. It's really nice, uh, and it's got a little citrusy to it, uh, plus the honey balancing out. Um, and there are some other ones out there I've had with lemon and uh, and uh, various other. Uh, I think you tell me you had one that had tangerine in yes, it. Yes, and I I, I was going to bring it up, and then I, I haven't tried that one. I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head what the name of the beer was, so I will get us some for. Uh, because they have it at the little shop downstairs for me, so I'll get us some and bring it for the next show. All right, future and, shows and we'll we're already setting it, it up. Yes, uh, uh, but but yes, I really liked it, and it wasn't so much that you could taste the tangerine. Like in this beer, you can definitely taste the honey. Uh, it wasn't so much that you could taste the tangerine, but it it created this sort of like different thing on the finish is what it primarily did. And I'm I will admit to being uh, a big fan of the IPAs, but as we might have talked about earlier, not being as big a fan of that big hop bitter aftertaste. And so what the tangerine did is it kind of changed that aftertaste and oh. let it uh, let it be a little smoother on the finish. So. Uh, but yes, I'll find that out and we'll uh, we'll do it. Uh, one of the things we're working on, by the way, for the show, for Sip, Smoke, and Savor, is we're working on a website and we'll also be putting up a Facebook page. This is just the first show, so we're just getting started. But we'll put up uh, the Facebook page and the website and maybe Instagram and Snapchat or whatever you guys think we need. Um, isn't Snapchat really just for naked pictures? You know, I don't even know what Snapchat I don't, is. I don't know if we need Snapchat. I think I'm, if that's I think I'm old. I'm not yeah. even sure what that is. Uh, in any case, what we want people to be able to do, though, is if they hear us talk about something, go, what was that? Because that's the way I am. I always go, that sounds really good. And then a half an hour later, I can't remember what it was, but I rem- remember wanting to try it. So that's uh, that's something that we'll be doing. With, well, with the, the nice website. thing about that is when we get the uh, website up and everything, you could be standing in your cigar shop or in your uh, right. beer Just store right and on go, the phone. what were they what talking was it? about? Boom, there boom, it boom. Yes, that's absolutely we'll, right. We'll, we'll start putting them up as shopping lists, maybe. Oh, I like that idea. See, that's really good. Here's a here's shopping list for the week. <laughs> absolutely love it. While we're on the subject, by the way, of future shows, we do want to invite uh, brewmasters, uh, distillers. We haven't talked as much about spirits on this show, but craft spirits are really a big part, I think, of what is exploding in uh, in yeah. the world of good life stuff right now? Especially here in Texas, there's so many uh, craft distilleries mm-hmm. going on now. It's hard to even keep up. You know, uh, it really seemed the guys in uh, in Austin at um, at Tito's really seemed like I don't. Know, I'm not saying they were the first, but they seemed to be the one that made everybody go, "Wow, they're doing that and pretty successfully." Well, they and broke we the could scene, do it yeah. too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they bro- I think they broke the scene because. They got big enough. They put out a great product. Uh, they got big enough. I mean, Tito's is my go-to vodka. I love Tito's, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and for mixing, for everything else, it's just my go-to vodka. And they put out such a good product that I think it it made the whole rest of the industry look at it and go, okay, we can do this here. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and there's now there's uh, gin, there's um, great whiskey, there's all kinds of things being distilled and, and made and bottled in Texas and, and it's uh, uh, and in, and in every other state too locally you all know? over the country i was yeah. in uh duluth a couple weeks ago and uh i have some family that live up in uh, minnesota but i was in duluth a couple weeks ago and they had a distillery in about four breweries and this is a town the size of i think it's like eight thousand people or nine thousand people or something <laughs> like you text i might be wrong me. it might be eighty thousand people or nine thousand yeah. people whatever you, it is you texted Small. me a photo of like the wall there with the with all the bottles on it. Yes, that yes. was at uh, one of the bars we went to. We, uh, me and my wife, were there on our uh, 
a wedding anniversary, one year mm-hmm. wedding anniversary. And so I basically created a pub crawl through Duluth. And we started at Sir Ben's on one end of the strip, and we pretty much went to all the little bars we could find that looked, you know, interesting. And the last one we ended up at had a wall of scotch <laughs> that just. It was so awe-striking, I had to snap a picture and send it to you. Yes. Well, uh, you should know, at the time I got that picture, because you were out like uh, you know, painting the town, I had actually just gone to bed. And I heard the phone you know, do its thing, and I reached over and looked at that picture, and I was like, oh, man. And it was like, that picture was kind of like beverage porn, you know? Yeah. I was like, so I put the phone down. A couple minutes later, I picked the phone back up and looked at the picture again. I was like, all right. I got up and poured myself a drink. <laughs> I really did. Uh, that's just, I'm a, I'm a bad like, influence yeah, on well, you I now. wasn't asleep yet. That was, the, that was a good thing. So, yes, you are. And, and, uh, and that's why I'm proud to call you my friend. So uh, the Blood and Honey uh, Revolver, though, is, uh, is really growing on me the more, I, the more I sip this. This is great. This is for like a summer beer. Mm-hmm. You talk about drinking something that's refreshing and and light and crisp on the end i really enjoy this one so i do want to talk about summer uh drinking because summer does kind of change the rules as it gets hot in terms of what seems like you know you're not having horchata and uh uh you know uh some of the some of the big huge full beers on a barbecue cookout you know what i mean it's just not like the vibe so as the as the summer months have have really descended on us here and the temperature is going up that's something we should talk about summer cocktails things that are easy to drink uh so we'll do that in our uh, final segment which is coming up here in just a few minutes but uh you know it's it's i love summer i'm not a huge fan of of you know incredibly hot weather but i love summer and part of the reason is just getting out and drinking and trying new things and trying great cocktails mm-hmm. and so we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit and uh, and maybe even a thought of what the perfect summer cigar would be i also find summer just to be a better opportunity to smoke cigars cuz you're outside you're more you're outside more yes i yeah. i agree absolutely i you know i'm fortunate enough to have a balcony on my uh, uh, on my apartment where uh, we live and it is certainly much more likely that you're going to find me out there in the summer than in uh, than in the wintertime so Right, I have a patio with a little patio heater and a chimney, and sometimes I'll sit right be- right between those two things with a cigar going. Yes, I have done that before. Not the chimney, because they're not allowed on the balcony, but <laughs> just in case anyone from my building is listening. No, I didn't do that. Uh, would never think of doing such a thing. So, It's Sip, Smoke, and Savor. The program is about craft beer, uh, craft spirits, and fine cigars. It's really just an excuse for Ian and I get to get together every week and talk about stuff we like. So, Yeah, it's a scheduled uh, hang. Yeah, we we love it. It's uh, and it's revolver blood and honey is uh, is helping the hang right now. All right, one more segment, and uh, we will talk about uh, uh, brews in the news, and we'll also talk about summer uh, summer drinking, uh, craft beer, and uh, craft spirits. It's sip, smoke, and savor on Radio Brave. Welcome back to Sip, Smoke, and Savor. My name is Cruz. My partner, Ian Barry. Uh, we are talking about cigars and craft spirits and craft beer and just stuff that we like. So, um, And this is the good stuff. I mean, this this keeps me from talking about, you know, 
comic books and Star Trek movies and other stuff <laughs> that I like. So you know, you gotta you gotta like this. This, this is, is more, I think this, this is more is, sophisticated. This is geek in a different way. Yeah. I think I think you're right, and yeah, that's an interesting uh, interesting thing that you bring up because there is a certain, particularly I've noticed this with with craft beer, but I think it's true with cigars with spirits as well. There is a certain like craft beer geek thing that's that's a it's full on. You know, it's a, it's a real thing. Yeah, how many um, different organizations and groups and you know uh clubs and things like that do you think exist for uh for craft beer aficionados oh, a bunch i'm yeah. in i'm in one called ccsd the connoisseurs club of smoking and drinking i love it and and we like to describe ourselves uh as a drinking club that has a brewing problem <laughs> that's good yeah i like it <laughs> i like it so now is that a, a, a is that houston based it is, is it houston based. houston based okay so i'm sure that uh uh, things like this exist almost everywhere that people. Oh, uh, absolutely. People there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of organizations just in the Houston area. Yeah, that, yeah. that do that and put on events and, mm-hmm. and tastings and things like that. If we're lucky, we'll uh, get to put on our own events here someday. That'll be that sounds be a like a fun. good idea. All right, so it's time for a segment on the show that we want to call uh, "Brews in the News." And it's basically just uh, information about what's going on in the craft beer industry. And the big story uh, this last week has been about uh, better beer sales slowing down. Uh, better beer being the, in, in quotation marks, uh, terms for uh, craft beer. And the report basically says that the beer business is facing an uphill climb as the summer begins, while the category's mainstream brands continue to slide, and that's been going on for a while. The better beer segment has also cooled a bit in 2016. Uh, given those trends, it says here, the Impact Data Bank projects that total beer consumption in the U.S. market will fall by 0.2% this year year, marking the third decline in four years as beer continues to lose share to both spirits and wine. Now, according to this organization, which uh, covers multi-outlet and convenience store channels uh, that account for just under half of all U.S. beer consumption, beer sales were up by 0.5% year-to-date through June 12th, but then that growth rate fell short of the earlier period where they were up by 1.4%. So it's it's, they're not saying that beer sales are like in trouble, although the mainstream brands and mainstream beers are actually have been in trouble for a while. But what they're saying is it's just not growing as fast as it was growing. Right. It's still growing. It's just lost a little momentum, which I think happens because right now there's an explosion of um, different distilleries, especially in wineries, mm-hmm. uh, lots of places that are starting to uh, to brew meads and things like mm-hmm. that. They were not as easy to get to even five years ago, right? You and know? maybe not even as much interest. Like, could would there be a market for um, you know a new mead, <laughs> a new meadery, right? Uh, right, that that maybe exists now that didn't exist five years. Right. Ago. Well, I get I get a little bit more on the meadery because my uh, my wife is very into mead. Oh yeah, and, she likes that. And stuff. I've tried a few of them, and uh, while a lot of them aren't necessarily to my palate, there are a few, especially the drier ones, and sometimes they blend them with wine, and that makes a mm-hmm. really, really good mm-hmm. drink as well. Well, it's it's really interesting though, as people are you know exploring the whole craft thing, 
it is it is opening up new audiences, new uh, new tastes for things like a mead or a port or uh, you know just different things right. that that are maybe like a side part of a particular industry. You know, yeah, and there uh, and and people are blending flavors mm-hmm. a lot too, dessert uh, wines and things really like that. Really interesting. Too, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is a little off the that topic, but I, bought, I picked up a six pack of Petrus um, at uh, at Specs the other day, and it even recommends hey blend these two together and you get yet a different flavor and things like that just out of its own six pack because well, it was a, a a mixed six pack well and even things like you know uh we don't think of them as much but even things like the michelada and right. uh the big trend now of the uh, uh the beer in the margarita and, right, and right. all that kind of stuff is is that stuff's becoming more and more prevalent. As the mule just, has made a comeback. The mule, well. yeah, everybody's drinking time. out of those little, uh, uh, little tin cups, little, yeah. cups or little yeah, copper cups. I know. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I had to go buy some. My uh, again, my wife, she loves nothing more. When she's got a little time off, she will spend time on the phone or the iPad and find two or three recipes, and then we go up to the liquor store. And buy the ingredients, and go by the grocery store and buy the ingredients. And she makes whatever drinks she got. Interesting I, recipes. I for. love that. So I'll share this with you. As we, and and we wanted to actually move into talking a little bit about uh, summer cocktails and and summer spirits. Uh, but one thing my wife and I have been doing: we were somewhere I don't remember what restaurant we were at, uh, and ordered a Bellini. She ordered a Bellini, and it came with. Uh, infused vodka in it, so it was it was part the champagne, part the orange juice, and part infused vodka. Yeah, that's a lot like of flavor. Flavored infused vodka, and we tried it. We like oh, this is really good. So we went home, bought some of that uh, pineapple you can get that's already like cut up right. into, into chunks. Put it in a container, put vodka in it, let it sit for a couple of days. Made these bellinis on our own, dude. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So and it's really just a third of each. It's like a third orange juice, a third, you know, champagne. You don't even have to buy like a mind blowing champagne. Just something right. decent will right. work. And uh and then the uh, the vodka and you can kind of adjust it to taste, but wow. And it's refreshing too, which for the summertime is really important. It's nice. So. Um there's a place downtown Houston called El Big Bad. Yeah, you've been telling me about and, this place. Uh, they have infused uh Infused liquors, and one of my favorite drinks there is a cucumber lime cilantro uh, martini. Now that sounds refreshing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I it's, love it. It's like five kinds of good, yeah. and they have a nice patio outside where you can sit out there. I've had a cigar out there and, oh, and, nice. and had a couple uh, drinks, and it's just a really nice atmosphere. That makes me think, by the way, and we want to encourage people to uh, to email us, uh, and the email address again is uh, sip smoke and savor at gmail dot com. But email us locations that are cigar friendly, either that have a nice deck or that they're in a place where there's a room where people are allowed to smoke, you know, bars, uh, cigar shops, whatever, places that are cigar friendly. We'd love to just spread the word about those places because I think that um, I think they don't get as much credit as they deserve for having an area where you can have a cigar. Right. You know? I, I tend to seek those places out personally yes. because I like to, you know, if I'm going to go have beers or if I'm going to go have a mixed drink or something, I like to have a patio where I can sit out and do that. See, I agree completely. And, and there's there's so many places that are great 
places to drink but where you can't do that you know and so the places that where you can where they've made the effort to create a place where you can do that uh, i always think we should try to recognize those yeah. so that'll be that'll be a part of the show as well plus if people are like you and me they're looking for those places that's so they right. hear something and go, just like you were talking about el big bad downtown houston it's like that's a good place to go if you want to enjoy a second cigar floor and, patio yep, uh, and, a, and, a, and a cocktail outside it's yeah it's really nice i think we should go today we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing about this show. Even though we're sitting here, like uh, sampling this, uh, you know, blood and honey American ale from Revolver, like just talking about this stuff really makes me want to go out and have a cigar and a drink. So if you're responding that way at all to what we're doing, then I guess we're doing our job. So that, that's that's a good thing. Uh, Ian, we are um, looking forward to uh, this show being a weekly thing, and of course, it will repeat several times during the week here on uh, Radio Brave. Um, we will uh, be working towards being able to let people listen to uh, back episodes of the show on the website. So that's something that will be coming up. We'll tell you about that as we get into it. But we're really looking forward to doing you know more things. And you know we'll, we'll talk about what's going on in the, in the beer and, and spirits industry and the cigar industry. Uh, we'll have fun sampling some things. But we're really excited about getting some uh, great guests on the show who really know their stuff when it comes to uh, brewing or craft distilling. And uh, so it, it, there's there's something we hope that people will send us suggestions about. What would you like to hear? Because really, we're we're open to just about anything. As Again, as long as there's samples. We're open to just yeah, about anything. Samples. Send us samples. <laughs> those, things are, uh, those things are important. As we're uh, winding down the show, um, I want to say um, that it's – it's something that I think is more important than ever in today's like crazy town time uh, when everything is so much more rushed, when it seems like everything has got to be done faster and uh, you know with more urgency, that that's really what this show is about is the moments when you can get that urgent stuff done and then you can enjoy just the chill. And enjoy it with a cocktail. Enjoy it with a great craft beer. You can't uh, hurry up and smoke yeah. a cigar. You That's have right. To sit down. That's right. Even if it's a small cigar, if you only have a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. You don't hurry up and smoke it. You and, sit down and enjoy it. And really, that's what the craft thing is all about in the beer and spirits industry, too. It's not about pounding them. It's about enjoying them, about really savoring them. So right. sip, smoke, and savor is our name. It's what we're about. Ian Barry, thanks for uh, thanks for doing the show with Man, me. This, this is, this is going to be fun. This is going to be a blast. And uh, you can reach us again at sip, smoke, and savor at gmail.com. And you can reach us, of course, through Radio Brave. We encourage you to check out all the other cool uh, programming on Radio Brave. There are some great shows on this station, and the uh, music's pretty interesting, too. So check that out that uh, plays in between the shows. So uh, so plans for the week? Anything you're, uh, anything you're excited about doing? Uh, well, uh, as of this weekend, my uh, band, the Blackout Vipers, will be going in and doing recording. So I'll spend yes. all day Saturday, which means Saturday night I'll have a really good excuse to sit down with a cigar. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, we can hear some of the music on the show in the future. I'll let you know as soon as we get it uh, pushed through mixing and mastering, all the post-production stuff. And we'll definitely bring it in and use it as bumpers. Well, we're excited about that. Folks, give us suggestions what you'd like to hear us review or talk about or sample and uh, who you'd like to hear us talk to. Uh, this is Sip, Smoke, and Savor on Radio Brave. Ian, have a great week, man. You too. I can't wait to do it again. Talk to you next week. Thank you guys for listening. This is Radio Brave. Interrupting all programs. This is Radio.